Beneath the clothes, we find a man. And beneath the man, we find his nucleus. Hello, everybody, and welcome to A Hispanard. Right off the top, I want to talk about Jeremy Renner. In case you have not heard, the actor who plays Hawkeye on the MCU movies uh, got hurt uh, this past weekend, I believe, in a snow plowing accident. A lot of different news sources, quote unquote, were really quick to put the information out. But they didn't really have all of the information, so some of it didn't make any sense, which is always alarming and confusing. I wish that they would wait until they had the best, most up-to-date information on whatever it is that they're trying to report on that's happening, but everybody's in a rush to get there first. So a lot of times the details get lost at the beginning or rather than being lost, just not reported correctly. But what it looks like now is that Jeremy Renner was attempting to help somebody who was stuck in the snow and apparently he has a, a snow plower that if it was reported correctly is a pretty hardcore looking piece of machinery and in his attempts to assist this person or these people I'm not really sure which one it was the machine ended up running over one of his legs which caused a ton of damage major bleeding he had to be airlifted to a local hospital he was what was he reported as a critical but stable condition And then today, from his Instagram account, somebody in his family, I'm assuming, helped him post a selfie of himself in the hospital bed, thanking everybody for their well wishes. And I believe the shot was taken right before he was intended to go into surgery. So from that that posting alone, it looks like he was uh, taken out of critical condition And he's now in stable, but still dangerous condition because his leg is uh, messed up. We don't know the extent of the damage. But suffice it to say, I think the guy, you know, number one, praying that his um, surgery goes well. And two, that he has a speedy recovery. But I'm sure it's going to be a while uh, before we see him in anything Man, that is a tough way to start 2023, and 2023 just keeps on rolling with some crazy news. I'm not a sports guy, so I don't really have a a perspective other than feel bad for the guy, but there was a football player that got hit 
uh, during a recent game, like very recent, just like a day or two ago, ended up, well, by the time that this comes out, it will have been almost a week, but um, got hit in the chest, it looks like. Uh, after the tackle, he bounced up and was walking around for a second and then collapsed. They had to do CPR on the guy and they rushed him to the hospital as well. Don't know if the guy's going to recover or not. Currently, he's he's still alive. But uh, just the fact that they had to do CPR and then, you know, rush him to the hospital, it's never a good sign. <clears throat> pretty uh, pretty crazy stuff. So with Jeremy Renner, I you know, going back to that again, uh, I hope the guy recovers and we're able to see him again. As far as I know or have come to understand, the character of Hawkeye has not currently been retired from the MCU. In a, in a way, he passed the mantle on to uh, Haley Stansfield, I believe the actress's name is. But it's not, you know, it the character didn't pass away and then the mantle went on to a new Hawkeye. He's still alive, kind of a, has adopted her into his family. So currently the MCU has his two uh, Hawkeyes in the MCU. Um, whoa, sorry about that. Um, but anyway, it looks like, uh, she might be taking over the full-time duties for any upcoming projects. Some things are still far away, like, uh, Avengers secret war. So, you know, there's a good chance that we're going to see, um, Clint Barton pop up again, hopefully fingers crossed. But again, man, just, wow, that's rough. Now, talking a little bit about Secret Wars and upcoming Marvel projects, there is so much stuff flying around on Twitter in particular about uh, various bits of information. I, I talked about this a little bit last week and maybe the week before, or maybe the week before and the week before that, just about various entertainment news sites putting things out that um, are not verified and are probably not even close to being leaks but at this point it's just getting ridiculous as far as i'm aware the any of the cast from any of the x-men movies has not technically signed on or had any conversations to reprise their roles but that doesn't stop these entertainment sites quote unquote from uh just putting out the wildest most crazy you know bits of information the way that it's going right now if they were right about all the various actors that are signing on to reprise their various roles in non-mcu projects you know things that when they were with fox secret wars might end up being or would end up being rather if they were right the most expensive movie that has ever been created. Cause I, I don't even know what you would pay all those people. Even if you just had them in cameos, even if you had them on screen for like, I don't know, a minute or two, what, what's the going price for any of the, I mean, what are the actors, their management companies, what are they going to ask for just to have uh tiny little cameo of the Sophia Turner who played Phoenix 
you know, the current iteration or Famica Jensen or Halle Berry or, you know, any of the people that, that have played the X-Men throughout the years or, and you know, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, bringing them back again. Uh, it's just the way that people are wish casting for this movie. It, it would end up being the most expensive movie that's ever been made. And I just, I don't think so. Now, does that mean that Secret Wars won't have any surprising cameos? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I think Kevin Feige is definitely working on lining up some fun, interesting cameos. But I also suspect that, you know, it, for the writers and the director, it would be a waste of time to just have these random people pop up and never actually be able to play with them, not be able to do anything with them. And quite frankly, it would take away from the story, which is another thing that nobody is considering as they're putting out this information. They're not really thinking about what does that do to the story? Does it really add anything to the story? Does it add anything to the narrative? Does it add anything to, you know, where the MCU is being taken to? I don't think so. So it that would go well beyond what you would consider fan service. At that point, it would just be ridiculous. It would be like a clown move. You know, you you have this tiny car and a million clowns pop out of it, and that's what. And why would you want to do that to an Avengers movie? So now at this point, <clears throat> I just reject the idea that anybody other than the the cast that we already know, you know, from the various active projects in the MCU, that they're going to be in the Secret War movie. Which, if you stop and think about that, I mean, Thor is still around. Hawkeye is still around. Then, you know, then you've got the new Captain America. You still have Bucky. You have the new Black Panther. You've got... Uh, you know, Namor now, you, like, you've got such a, Loki, you've got such a giant cast of people. Wanda obviously didn't die in uh, Doctor Strange. You've got Doctor Strange. So there's no need to continually fold more and more and more and more cameos into a movie that's already, I mean, just bloated with potential of the amount of people that they can put in there. I don't think that they would do that to themselves again. Otherwise it would just turn into a, 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 a skeptical, a spectacle, sorry, spectacle. That's what the movie would become. It would just be a continual minutes of cameo after cameo after cameo with nothing to do, which is not a story. So I'm really rooting that the MCU is going to get back on track for phase five and phase six. And we're going to, <clears throat> go back to a little bit of that glory that we saw in phase one through three. I'm not one of those people that believes that just because the MCU is now littered with the female counterparts of, of the original males, that that would automatically make for a bad story. I mean, that's absurd. If the story's good, it doesn't matter who you have in it doesn't matter if it's an all-female cast. It doesn't matter if it's all-female counterparts of the original males. I don't care. What I care about is, 
is the story solid? Does it make sense? Is it cohesive? Is the thread right? If all that works, give me an all-females Avengers movie. I don't care. What Like, that? that's not my issue and has never been my issue. And it's taken me a minute to actually think about it and think it through. Like, all of the things that people are complaining about and continually complain about online, people like Neurotic and... Uh, critical drinker and you know anybody that has any kind of prominence in on Twitter and on social media that is uh, like I said constantly just griping about the what they call the MCU I don't care that's not my issue my issue it runs along the same problems that I had with Rings of Power and that is you get you pour all this money into this project, you get artistry, you get these locations, and then you do nothing with it. You bring nothing, no story, no relevance. You don't, you don't honor Tolkien and you don't move Tolkien forward in any single way. That is my concern. That is my fear with the direction that the MCU is going. I don't care if the MCU becomes all female. That is whatever. Give me a good story. I mean, it's not going to become so over overwhelmingly female that you can't have male co-stars and and male co-leads or even uh, supporting, you know, cast. Like, it, dude, that's fine. That is completely fine with me. But give me a good, solid story that is headed somewhere and is meaningful because phase four suffered from the fact that it meandered it went nowhere had no direction and if the as one person put it uh one of the entertainment news sites it, if the purpose of phase four was grief that's i didn't get that from phase four if the purpose of phase four was the solidification of the multiverse i didn't get that from phase four either at Standing back and looking at it objectively from, you know, my parents' point of view or friends at work's point of view who who don't, who are not as deeply invested into the MCU, from their point of view, n neither of those things were set up in any kind of way that was meaningful, made sense, uh, gave you an understanding of what direction the story was going. So if Phase 5 and Phase 6 can do that the way that Phase 1 through 3 did... Dude, I'm on board. I don't care if the entire MCU is littered with monkeys or it's chihuahuas that are fighting the fight or whatever. Or like I said, all women. I don't care. Is the story good? Am I being, being beaten over the head by a message? Or are the characters in service of a story that has a beginning, a middle, and an end, and it's exciting all the way through. If it's the second one, I'm in. I'm back at the theaters again. You got my money. Take my take my money, as the uh, the meme says. As I've said before, to me, story is king. So if you give me a great story, I, I'll go there with you. I don't care who the leads are, or I mean, you know, I care somewhat. But for the most part, you know, I, I, I can forgive a lot of things 
if the story is great. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, definitely say in a prayer for Jeremy Renner for a good, speedy recovery. From all accounts, he seems to be a, a nice guy. I don't truly know. He could, you know, club baby seals and and eat baby monkeys and push kids off of, you know, swings. I don't know. But from what I've seen, he seems like a nice person. And so I hope he has a good recovery, a good fast recovery. <clears throat> now, I wanted to talk about uh, 2023's insane release date um, of movies that are coming out. I will most likely not see 90% of these movies in the theater. And I got to be honest with you, I probably won't see 80% of them on streaming either. I could be wrong. Who knows? But we're going to go through it together. So I'm going to talk about it and give you my impressions of what I have seen trailers for. And some things I'm just going to call them out, but I might not know what they're about. So I won't have much to comment on. <clears throat> but let's start out with this month, which I will say uh, caveat that even this month I might not have correct because things have gotten switched around. Like, uh, for example, Craven the Hunter, which is a Sony picture, which is tied to uh, the Spider-Man universe, apparently was supposed to come out this month and it got shifted back uh, to October of this year. So maybe some of the things that I'm going to call out now, they might have been shifted and I couldn't find them anywhere online, but I tried to find the most comprehensive list that I could find. What was funny about that was <laughs> there was a really comprehensive list for Bollywood movies, and that was like the dominating thing that kept popping up as I was looking to compile this list. It was Bollywood movies 2023, like Bollywood, Bollywood. I'm like, what is going on? Like, I... I don't think I've ever seen a Bollywood movie. I know what they are, obviously, but it's so funny. All right. And without further ado, here we go. What I have at the top of the list right now is uh, for January 13th, a movie called Megan. I have seen the trailer for this. This is about scaring humanity, maybe rightly so, <laughs> into not allowing a robot to come into your house. Uh the trailer from what it looks like is uh, a little girl who is a single child is given this doll that is about her age. It looks like they're both 12 or 13 um, is given this doll as a companion. And I mean, the doll does not. Sorry, it's not a doll. It's a robot. The robot does not pass the uh, uncanny valley test and it certainly doesn't pass the turing test <laughs> i don't know if you guys don't know what that is it's you know the turing test is that a robot is able to answer in such a way that it would fool a human being into believe you know believing that they're talking to a to a another human rather than to an ai or you know whatever <clears throat> anyway the movie looks terrifying in parts but it also looks cheesy and the premise is that it doesn't make any sense like as a parent i would never bring anything into my home that looked like this in fact as a parent if somebody 
makes one and it's out on the street now, I will attack it and dismantle it because this is already a terrifying looking thing just as a, a, a created thing that moves. It, it, it is terrifying looking. So the premise already throws me off. Like I would never in a million years believe that something that looked like this would be invited into any parent's home to be a companion to their child. Like it's a stupid, like it's, it's not believable what they should have done. And, and I will say that I understand that they're leaning into the creepiness of it at the beginning, but I think that works against the movie. What they should have done is hired a, a real actress, you know, a 12, 13 year old actress to play the robot. And then through special effects and practical effects, there should have been things that happened where you as a viewer are reminded that this thing that looks real and it looks like a person is actually a robot that is very dangerous. You know, like they have her do uh, the exorcist weird uh, spider crawl thing. And uh, it looks cool because, you know, it's a robot. But I think it would look even cooler if it was a a real human looking robot that all of a sudden went into that mode. That'd be more terrifying. So I think it's a missed opportunity. It's not my kind of movie anyway. But I think <clears throat> I definitely would have been more interested in watching it if it had played out the way that, that I'm saying where it's a real human actress and then they just superimpose moments in the movie with, you know, uh, robotic, what I would call robotic moments, but no, just off the bat, I'm like, this is unbelievable. No right thinking person, no right thinking parent would ever bring anything like this into their home. <clears throat> the next one, Harold and the purple crayon. I have no clue what that is. Apparently that comes out on the 27th of this month. Next one after that distant, don't know what that is either. Comes out this month on the 27th. After that, You've got in February, Knock at the Cabin, which comes out on the 3rd. This is a horror movie from M. Night Shyamalan. And uh, really, M. Night Shyamalan uh, has been mostly a miss for me. Um, I think the guy, his ideas and his premises have so much potential. I don't think he's a good writer. I think he's a good visionary. I think he's able to come up with concepts and ideas that he should then give off to some, a different, some different writers to develop and do a, a symbiotic thing where as they're writing through his ideas, he's able to look through the writing and refine it <clears throat> and maybe even play off some of the the way that it's being written and really come up with like this really nice tight you know thing cuz one of the things about <clears throat> M Night Shyamalan is he continually goes to the well of trying to um turn your expectations upside down and that's actually always a fun premise the problem is if the same guy does it movie after movie after movie, it's a, it's a skipping record and you know, you never get to the next note 
you never get to the next part of the song. And that's where, you know, there's a, a big problem with his movies. Even if you don't know what you're going to, you know, even if you don't know what you're coming into, you don't know what to expect. You kind of know what to expect. That's the way his movies play out. So this new one, not really excited about it. Knock at the cabin. I've seen the preview and the premises. First of all, let me just say Dave Bautista, the wrestler turned actor, you know, uh, uh, Drax, the destroyer shows up at your remote cabin, all tatted up and muscle bound and scary. Like there's no trust in me for that. Not one iota. I'm, if I have a shotgun or an ax or whatever kind of weapon I have around me, I'm meeting that guy at my door with that, getting ready for things to go down. Cause I don't expect somebody that looks like that to be coming over for, uh, you know, some sugar or milk or, you know, just to borrow anything. I'm expecting that dude to kill me and my family. So I think <clears throat> the movie might've been better off again with getting four people that show up at the cabin that intend to do harm to the, to the inhabitants of the cabin, but they all look pretty normal. I think you, that ups the ante of who's doing what, what's the motivation, what's really going on and how is all this going to play out? But if I see Dave Bautista show up, I'm like, Oh, he's, he's going to try to kill everybody because he's a giant and he's in this movie. He looks like a monster. And uh, again, just takes me out. And it's M night Shyamalan. What would have been awesome is if M night wrote this, gave it to somebody else to uh, refine and write, and then had given it to a different director to play with. That would have been pretty fun. I, I bet you he could get a lot of mileage from his ideas. If, if he decided to become uh, exclusively a producer and was having other people, you know, take his, ideas in his works and translating them over. <clears throat> but you know, what do I know? Anyway, definitely not something I'm going to watch. I'm going to skip it. That comes out on the 3rd of February, uh, February 14th. What about love? And indeed, what about it? I've not seen the trailer. I don't know what that is. Uh, definitely going to skip it. <clears throat> and then February 17th, Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Quantumania. I'm excited about this movie. I love Scott Lang. I love the Wasp. I right now don't care about Kang. He's whatever to me. But I'm really excited to see this movie. I really hope that it gives me that old school MCU vibe. That's what I'm looking for right now. I want to go back to something that I can take my kids to and take my wife to and just be immersed in and just have a lot of fun and joy. So fingers crossed for that. <laughs> the next one on the list. <laughs> and <laughs> the movies that I'm interested in seeing, I went ahead and, and, and put on my notes and underlined them. And <laughs> sorry. So the next one on my list is cocaine bear. <laughs> that comes out on the 24th. Uh, Kenji and I are definitely going on a date to go see that together. <laughs> I think that will redeem and take the <laughs> bad taste out of my mouth from watching the matrix with him. 
the last one. Um, Cocaine Bear looks insane and it looks like a lot of fun. And it just, it, it's based, I think, loosely, I would say, on a true story. And the whole thing is so nutty. I I can't wait. Uh, so the next one, uh, now we're moving into the month of January, March, uh, up first dungeons and dragons honor among thieves. Uh, this comes out on the third. I, I gotta tell you, this looks awful. <laughs> the trailer looks awful. The quality of people in the movie is actually pretty shocking because I like a lot of the actors that are in the movie, but it, it just, it looks, it looks terrible. <laughs> it really does. I, I would have to at least get it from five, six different sources that it's a great movie in order for me to plop down some hard-earned cash to go watch that. After that, uh, on the tenth, I don't, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know what to say about this because there's been no trailers. I've I've not seen any information, but. It's listed as Haunted Mansion. I'm going to assume that's Disney's Haunted Mansion. So they're going to try to get the bad taste of Eddie Murphy out of our mouths <laughs> and, and and come back at us with, uh, with something new. But I got to tell you, I think the only real way to make a Haunted Mansion movie, the only good way to do it, is to do it as a period piece. I I don't think... Um, I don't think there's any hope of doing a modern day haunted mansion movie. Well, set in modern times and pulling it off it. I can't see it. It, it would be ridiculous, but can you imagine if they made a, <clears throat> like a trilogy run, a, a pirates of the Caribbean esque haunted mansion trilogy run where it's the same house different scenarios going on and different reasons that you got to get into that house and survive. Like that would be fun. It said, you know, said in the past, that would be, that would be pretty awesome. So I'd be into that, but I haven't, I haven't heard or seen anything about this song. A little confusing. <clears throat> so the next one after that on the 17th is Aquaman and the lost kingdom. I'm, I'm torn with this one. You know, I, I liked the first Aquaman movie. It wasn't a great movie, but it was a good movie and it was fun. <clears throat> knowing that knowing that the DC universe is being collapsed as we speak by James Gunn and his uh co-writer, uh co, you know, uh what do you call him like CEO of you know, all things DC movies. Um I I don't think I'm interested in investing any money into seeing it on the big screen. Um, I think I would wait for it to just stream. And, uh, you know, another thing that throws me off is that Amber Heard is still technically in it. Uh, very unlikable person. So, you know, probably for those two reasons, the fact that it's, that it's a dead movie on arrival, it's not going to move forward anywhere. And it's got Amber Heard in it already just kind of put me off from watching it. Uh, this one, uh, on the 24th of March, this one I'm torn about because people that I, I know and trust and love, love these movies 
I saw the first one. I get the appeal. I don't know why it didn't resonate with me. I'm talking about John Wick. So I might be interested in seeing this in the movie theaters, but that means I have to rewatch John Wick 1 and then 2 and 3 to get all caught up so that I actually have a little bit of hype in me when I go see John Wick 4. Stay tuned. I don't know yet. I don't know what I'm going to do about that one. Okay, so then uh, March 31st, uh, this another Scream sequel. I did see the trailer for this. Some of it doesn't make... It, it's nonsensical. I don't know if it's just something that's playing in somebody's mind or if Ghostface Killa is actually in the subway at in New York with the mask on. I can only see two scenarios happening. Either everybody else on the on the subway is crazy, so they just take it as is. And they're like, yeah, they, of course you wear that mask on here. Or <clears throat> people immediately turn around and stomp him to death, which I think the second scenario is the one that I'm leaning towards more as happening. So when I saw that in the trailer, that didn't make any sense to me. A lot of the old cast, or at least some of the old cast is back, but... I don't have any nostalgia for any of these movies, so not something I would go watch in the movie theater. But if you decide to, then, you know, that's your March uh, options. <clears throat> Moving on to April. On the 5th, a April 5th, on a wing and a prayer. Have no clue what that is, so don't know. Uh, on the 7th, Heart of a Lion. Don't know what that is either. I can only guess that it's some kind of inspirational movie, maybe, or or maybe somebody gets a, a lion heart transplant. I don't know. On the seventh, same same day, um Super Mario Brothers the movie. I'm leaning towards seeing it. It's Jack Black, it's Chris Pratt, so yes sort of maybe i i honestly don't know i think i'm gonna have to see another trailer in order to make up my mind on that one <clears throat> on the 14th something called 65 don't know what that is on the 21st the last train to new york i you know my brain, the way that it is, I could take that several different ways. That could either be a love story or it could be a dystopian, um, you know, science fiction movie. Um, I lean towards the second one, so I'm hoping that's what it is. I've not heard or seen a trailer for that. Number, uh, or rather, on the 28th, Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. Uh Okay. Good luck to everybody that wants to go see that. Um, not for me. <clears throat> now moving into May. On the 5th, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. I feel like I have to go into this movie expecting my heart to, to be torn out of my chest. Uh, to cry uh, in the movie theater from my right eye. Because I'm going to sit everybody on my left hand side. And they will not see my manly tears as they roll down exclusively on the right side of my face. But <clears throat> I feel like that's that's what Guardians is going to be. It's going to be fun. It's going to be joy. It's going to be laughter. And it's going to be tears. 
Then on the 19th, I saw a bit of the trailer for this, and my my brother, Chris Umunga, my brother from another mother, and his beautiful fiance, Chrissy Zulu, uh, uh, Zulo, I don't understand you guys. I, I, I cannot comprehend your brain. Uh, fast 10 in outer space, what looked like on a moon or on the moon, I... I don't get it, uh, but more power to Vin Diesel and the gang. Uh, on the 26th, The Little Mermaid, <clears throat> Disney has done a really, 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 can I say really, really to the 10,000 power, has done a really bad job of translating their classics into live action um, it's just been, uh, a money grabbing disaster in my opinion. And little mermaid looks no different. I don't care that she's black. I, what I do care about actually, if we're, if we're going to talk about this for a moment, what I care about is that I've not seen any announcement anywhere that Terry Cruz is playing her dad, Poseidon. Which, if you're going to make a Little Mermaid movie where Little Mermaid is black and Terry Crews is not Poseidon, you failed. You failed as a movie maker. You failed as a company. You failed as a writer for not thinking of it. You failed as a director for not demanding it. You failed. And until I see a commercial... With Terry Crews as Poseidon, there's no way that I'm watching the movie or letting any of my children watch the movie because they would be deprived. In fact, if Poseidon is white or some basic standard black dude that is not Terry Crews muscle bound, I don't want to see it. Look, I, you know what? I'm going to get on a rant right now. Terry Crews is so lovable and so funny and so scary. All at the same time that that he was made to play Poseidon. If if you're going to have a black little mermaid, it is Terry Crews who's her dad. So no, Disney. No, you you left money on the table. You you ruined it. You ruined it. All right. Terry Crews as Poseidon or nothing. So, there. Now you know how I feel about that. I think it's going to be a disaster. All right. Now we now we move into the month of June. Ooh, getting close to Comic-Con San Diego. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Oh. Oh. I cannot wait. There was one report that I saw where they interviewed one of the animators <clears throat> for the movie. I want to just say right now that I would like everybody that works on these movies to shut up. Just shut up. Don't say anything. Don't subvert or expectations or make anybody hopeful of anything. Don't don't just shut up. Don't say anything. Because you potentially could ruin a good thing. And so what did this guy say? He said that some of the uh some of the images that they were working on, they were told to work on 
They were pretty intense. And he was like, I guess this is not for little kids. Um, I hope the guy's dead wrong. The The first one actually had some pretty intense moments. Kingpin literally killing Peter Parker was intense. Even if you didn't see the act, I mean, well, you saw it, but you just saw it from a particular angle. So there are definitely intense moments in the first one. A lot of intense moments, actually. Um, so I'm hoping they keep it the same way, where the intensity is, uh, what would be the word? Uh, it's it's more implied and, and shown from an angle where you, you know, it doesn't take it into PG-13 territory. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping this guy's an idiot and he just uh, spoke out of turn. Because I'm so excited for this movie and this is something I would love to take my kids to. Uh, the little ones, I mean. The, the big ones, they, you know, they're in. So, very, 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 very much looking forward to June. After that, <clears throat> on the 9th, is Transformers Rise of the Beasts. <sighs> I mean, I really like the Bumblebee movie. But it looks like, right now, it looks like none of those people are coming back for the Bumblebee movie. It looks like an entirely new cast of people and they have, you know, beast robots. And I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I saw the commercial. I love the designs for the characters. It seemed kind of funny, but I don't know. So I'm on the fence for that one. Same day. Uh, movie called The Strays. Maybe it's about cats. Not sure. Don't know. Maybe it's about, you know, bad teenagers who do bad things. At this point, just based off the name, uh, I think I might be right about either one. Um, the 16th, Elemental, which I believe is a Pixar movie. I saw the trailer for it. I don't understand what's happening in the trailer, meaning I don't get, I don't, understand the point of the movie so if i have to fill in my own understanding and and, and of where the movie's going it looks like uh two opposites you know water and fire are attracted to each other and maybe the movie is them trying to figure out how to be together when they are fundamentally so different that it is scientifically impossible. That's what I'm getting from the trailer. But the trailer didn't really explain any of that, doesn't give you any context, doesn't give you any, uh, doesn't give you anything other than just beautiful images of element people living in, you know, this giant world of, you know, earth, wind, fire, and earth, wind, fire, and water. Earth, wind, fire, water. Yeah. So at this point, I have no opinion on that one. I, you know, I'm hoping that it's good. But if Pixar continues its trend of not having any real adversity or any real bad guys, then I'm probably out as well for this one. Ah. <clears throat> uh, 623 DC's The Flash, the infamous movie that has forced me 
to agree to a bet that I made with Kenji. I will be taking him to his favorite vegan spot and having some vegan food with him. I can't believe this movie is making its way to the movie theaters. I can't believe this movie is seeing the light of day. And again, just like Aquaman, it is the dying embers of a dying universe before the whole thing gets rebooted. This one, I know for a fact I'm not watching in the movie theaters. Even if it gets rave reviews and standing ovations and all is forgiven and Ezra... Uh, Miller becomes the, the, you know, the, the bell of the ball. I don't care. I'm not seeing it. The guy, you know, has left a bad taste in my brain, uh, about, you know, his antics and just, yeah. So if you go watch this great, more power to you, I will definitely be reading about it online. Have no interest in watching it. Um, after that, on the 23rd, the same day, there's some Sony untitled Marvel movie. Don't even, can't even guess what that would be. And then closing out June is Indiana Jones 5, The Dial of Destiny, which is the dumbest title I've heard in a while. I mean, literally, they could have made it anything else and i think i would have been much happier the tacos of destiny you know uh indiana jones death becomes her indiana jones the cockroaches of you know kazakh doom indiana jones uh you know the bullwhip of time like i don't i don't care anything other than the dial of destiny i the trailer looks great. I got to be honest. It doesn't just look fine. It looks great. It looks fun. I'm really hoping that it is. I've heard some negative things about uh, the movie and that it has up in, you know, up until a month ago, it had no ending. They had, or they had to reshoot the ending and I'm hearing, or I've heard various things about the direction that the movie is going. I'm hoping that it's all wrong and that it turns out to be a fantastic send off for Harrison Ford and for the character. Uh, yeah, I have it underlined as, as one of the potentials that I will watch in the theaters. Now we get into July seven, seven Madam Webb, which is a character that is uh, part of the Spider-Man universe no trailers so far, no nothing, no real story information yet. Uh, Madam Web in the comic books is a really old lady that is at the center of a mystical web that stretches out across the multiverse, and she's able to feel <clears throat> different uh, vibrations and, and disturbances that happen along the web. Don't really know what they're going to do with her in this. Uh, I think she's going to be young and hot and possibly blind, but still have spider abilities. Uh, we'll see. I mean, <clears throat> probably going to skip it. Ah, on the 14th, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. I have multiple underlines on this one. Cannot wait. Super excited. Love the Mission Impossible movies. In fact, I've been waiting 
all these years to collect the entire series as a steelbook. And it looks like I'm going to have to wait yet another year for part two of this one to come out. I suspect that part two of uh, Dead Reckoning will be the final outing with Tom Cruise as Ethan Hunt. And I'm completely fine with that. I'm completely fine if they reboot the series. I love the Mission Impossible movies as much as I love the James Bond movies. I I think, you know, he's obviously... Cruise has turned it into the American James Bond. And man, what a fantastic job. Like, I, I love these movies. I They're super watchable. You can jump in at any time. They're, I cannot recommend them enough. So yeah, I'm very excited for... Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Then on the 21st, Oppenheimer, which it's Christopher Nolan. It's uh, Robert Downey Jr. It's, uh, man, what's that guy's name? The the guy who's actually playing Oppenheimer. Great actor. Cillian Murphy. I think this one might be like a tearjerker movie. I don't know. It looks very serious. It looks very weighty you know so i i don't like to cry and i don't like to cry at movies but uh, i would i would risk it i would go to go see this one even if i end up uh tearing up in it just because of the gravity of the situation of the story of like you know humanity creating you know and weaponizing atomic energy like that's wild so yeah i'm i'm in for that one uh, 721, uh, a movie that I don't understand and have no care to understand. Good luck to all of you that decide to go see this Barbie. Yeah, that Barbie, Barbie, Mattel's Barbie with Margot Robbie and, uh, Ryan Gosling. Just weird. I don't, I don't understand it. I, I saw the trailer. I, I didn't understand it. I I don't understand why it exists. Uh, but yeah, good luck to you if you decide to, to partake of Barbie. Uh, then on the 28th, <clears throat> the MCU's The Marvels. It will have Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau. Uh, her name is Photon, I believe. And... And the little Miss Marvel from Miss Marvel, the MCU TV show on Disney Plus. Um, what can I say about this? I know some stuff about it. I'm probably not going to watch it in the movie theaters. That's all I can say. Okay, moving on. August. <clears throat> my uh, my birth month actually looks pretty terrible <laughs> when it comes to movie selections. Uh, so <laughs> uh, on uh, <laughs> August 4th, Meg to the Trench. <laughs> so the Meg uh, is that... Uh, gigantic uh megalodon uh you know great white shark type looking thing so it must have made enough money that they felt justified to do a, a sequel to it yeah good luck with that 
Uh, then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, another movie. I, I've not seen anything about it other than that a movie is coming out. So I'm going to reserve any, I'm always in for Ninja Turtles for the most part, but, uh, those, the, the, the Michael Bay ones, the design on those was disgusting. I, I said, no, um, the way that things have been trending, if they're going to use Ninja Turtles to, you know, talk about, uh, inclusivity and tolerance and, um, you know, non-binary, whatever, then (laughs) then good luck to you all. I'm out. So I, I, I'll, I'll have to wait until I see a trailer for that. Um, on the 11th last voyage, the last voyage of Dimitri. Don't know what that is. Uh, on the 11th as well. Challengers don't know what that is on the 11th. Grand Turismo. Uh, I thought that was a movie. A Clint Eastwood movie? So they're doing uh, another movie called Gran Turismo? Confusing. And then on the 18th, uh, Blue Beetle by uh, the DCU. Again, I mean, part of the ending of that type of universe. So am I going to invest any time? I I might go see this one just out of curiosity and because it's not truly tied to anything, so well, maybe I don't know. Uh, okay, so then in let's see, in uh, September, the Equalizer Three with uh, I almost said Wesley Snipes, <laughs> racist, uh, with Denzel Washington. I saw the first one, had no interest in seeing the second one, so I'm not going to catch the third one uh on the 22nd a quiet place day one i haven't seen any of the quiet place movies i hear they're good i just haven't gotten around to seeing them so no opinion on that one one way or or another uh craven the hunter starting in uh october october 6th craven the hunter Tied to the Spider-Man universe in the comic books, Craven the Hunter is a Russian, like, super, like, peak. He's, like, basically, like, the Punisher, like, peak of human performance and athletics. And he hunts dangerous game all across the world. And for some reason, he fixates on Spider-Man, decides to hunt Spider-Man, and ultimately is not able to get it done commit suicide in the process very strange story now that's coming to the big screen and i think they're trying to make him a hero or anti-hero i don't know why they're giving him this background it doesn't make any sense uh probably gonna skip this one and just catch it on streaming also on the six uh true love i can only imagine that that is a love story movie maybe uh, and then also on the six, so we've got three, maybe it's a Sony untitled Marvel movie. So that could be the Craven, the Hunter one. Um, I don't know. And this one is super head scratching on 1013, the exorcist. So they're remaking the exorcist. I, I don't get it. All right. 
And then uh, also on the 13th, uh, Paw Patrol, the Mighty movie. I I know what Paw Patrol is. Every once in a while, my two-year-old will ask for Paw Patrol, watch it for about two, three minutes, get super bored, and walk away. I don't know if Paw Patrol, the movie, is going to fare any better. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Going into... November, October, November. Yeah, going in November. On the 13th, Disney Untitled Marvel Movie. Okay, don't know what that is. On the 17th, Dune Part 2. Uh, I haven't watched the first one yet, but people keep saying that it's great, so I might might give a shot before the uh, second one comes out and maybe watch that one in the movie theaters. I don't know yet. The... The main boy in the movie really puts me off. I There's something about the guy. Just, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. If I can get over my own prejudice, I will uh, attempt to watch it. Uh, on the 17th, Trolls 3. I'm assuming that's the uh, DreamWorks animated troll movie with the little trolls. I haven't seen any of them. Won't be watching this one either. Also on the 17th, good Lord, there's a lot of movies coming out the same day. The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. I don't know why, but that, for some reason, gives me the same vibe as Where the Crawdads Sing. I believe that's way, that's that's what that movie's called. So, yeah, you'll, you'll have to let me know if it's the same author and it's the same, you know, not the same story, but coming from the same person because um, that's what it sounds like uh, and I'll be skipping that and then also on the 17th Imaginary Friends that could go multiple ways that could be a comedy or a horror movie I don't know uh, on moving in December on the 15th Wonka just Wonka and I think again that boy from uh, Dune is uh, playing Wonka Eh, uh, you know, we had Gene Wilde and we had Johnny Depp. I'm good on my Wonkas, so be skipping that one. On the 20th, five days before Christmas, this is a bold move. Untitled Ghostbuster sequel. So I, I imagine Paul Rudd and the same kids and maybe hopefully some of the OG characters coming back for another ghost adventure. I'm definitely down with that. I would... I would be happy to see that. <clears throat> also on the 20th, The Tiger's Apprentice. Could be a documentary. Could be a kung fu movie. Could be, I don't know. Could be a bunch of different things. Have no clue. Also on the 20th, The Color Purple. Which, I don't know if they're remaking the original The Color Purple depressing movie not interested in watching it if that's the case good luck to you if you go see that and then on the 22nd this one's surprising to me some kind of untitled star trek movie the last few star trek movies have not been great so another outing if it's the same uh show running you know if it's the same crew that uh, is currently over or, or has overseen rather the Star Trek universe. Definitely going to skip it. If it's 
J.J. Abrams and those guys, and uh, I forgot what the Kurt something. Uh, if it's those people, uh, not not interested. And the last thing on the twenty second, Illuminations migration. Uh, have no take on that. Don't know what that is. But there you go, everybody. That is the list currently as it stands for major releases in 2023 i'm interested in one two three four five six seven of the movies out of the well let's see what do we got one two three four five six seven so out of what looks like 58 movies that are being released in 2023 I'm interested in about seven of them. I don't know what the percentage is on that, but I can imagine that it's very low. It's with the economy, the way that it is currently and the direction that it seems to be going, it's tough to, you know, to get people to go out and spend hard earned cash on something. Uh, and I don't think, uh, 2023 is going to be any different when it comes to that. So, <clears throat> but anyway, uh, I hope that that list helped out and that, uh, man, I would love to hear some feedback from you guys on any of the movies that you decide to go watch. That would be uh, fascinating. Uh, movies that you're excited to go see. That would be cool uh, to, to get feedback from as well. And um, yeah, so there you go. I think on next week's episode, I'll, I'll do a rundown list of upcoming TV shows for 2023 and, and not just new ones, but returning ones and go through that list. That should be interesting too, because I'm curious to see how many I've already invested time into, how many new ones are coming. That list actually seems to be a lot bigger. I, I had looked at the list from last this past year and there was so many things on there that I had no clue what they were. I was like, well, when did this come out? Where did it come out? What does this mean? Like, just wild. So, yeah, that, that's going to be a pretty big list where you're going to hear me be confused a lot, I think, with some of the things. Um, there's some crazy stuff happening in the streaming world right now where uh, things are getting maybe one season. And then they're just getting booted off the streaming service, which is crazy. And... Again, for me, it's it's an argument. I always I believe in 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 um, what do you call it? Solid media, like you know, DVD, uh, yeah, DVDs and Blu-rays, things like that. Like, I always think that um, a show or a movie should put out, uh, you know, media that you can buy, um, because you just never know when something's going to go away, and then you don't have access to it anymore. And I hate that. I hate the idea that if I like something and let's say, you know, a million other people didn't, but I liked it. I want to be able to watch it whenever I want to watch it. I don't want that to all of a sudden just disappear and not be available to me anymore. That, that sucks. So <clears throat> yeah, here's to hoping that, um, that companies get back into that again, to selling, physical media, physical media. That's what I was trying to say. Physical media. Cause uh, physical media is the way to go a hundred percent. You, 
in fact, I believe that the experiment that was known as streaming has basically started to run out. Um, a lot of companies have started to find out that there is no infinite growth model that exists. You have a, a finite number of viewers and subscribers. And once you hit that number, you can't have any continual growth. And if you can't have any continual growth, then you're, you're making monthly money on whatever your streaming service is, but you're not going to get new subscribers. You're not, you know, you're, you're not going to have, uh, the kind of growth that you were hoping for, especially now what's interesting about that is if you're a company that is not dependent on, uh, shareholders, then you got nothing to worry about. But unfortunately, almost every single streaming service that exists out there is based, it, it is, uh, foundationally based on shareholders and shareholders have been trained poorly to always expect to have infinite growth, which is so stupid. It's a terrible way to do business. And it's a terrible idea in general for the population. Uh, so the streaming services are now having to cut major losses. They're having to lay people off and they're having to entice, um, companies to advertise with them. And I don't really know what the incentive would be for Tide or Colgate or, you know, any of those companies like we're in a strange situation right now where those things are needed. We, we came out of a pandemic where those things were hoarded. Like people were, you know, toilet paper, toothpaste, you know, all the essentials. They were like just being pulled out hand over fist from, you know, supermarkets and, and Walmarts and targets. And so those things are just essentials that people need. I, for the essentials, I don't know that they need to advertise. Um, so, and that's where you're going to get the most amount of money. If you're a streamer, if you can entice a tide, a Colgate, you know, whatever to advertise with you, you're going to get a lot of money off that. But if there's no incentive for them to come to your platform and, or to divide themselves among various platforms, you know, a couple of things are going to happen. Either they're going to offer themselves up for a lot less than they would normally give. Or they're just going to make the decision to not advertise because it's not needed. As opposed to, a, and again, this is like a, a we're, we're in a weird catch-22 limbo type deal. If you're a smaller company, it, it, you're better off uh, advertising on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You know, you're spending penny pennies on the dollar and you're, you're not, you're getting seen by more people than actually watch any particular given show or any streaming platform or any legacy, you know, media television things. So yeah, it's a very interesting time. Um, and it's going to be interesting in the next couple of years to see how all this plays out along with, 
you know, the incursion of AI, everything, AI writing, AI art, AI music. Um, there's a looming writer strike coming up in Hollywood, you know, where there's a lot of fear coming from the writers that, uh, that AI writing will be able to, uh, or an AI writing program will be able to write a better movie than a human could. And that the studios would lean on that more than they would on a, you know, which I think would be a gross mistake because you're not going to get the, the nuances and the humanity that you need to, uh, to really craft a good story, but you might be able to get away with it for a while, you know, before you come to that realization and whether that's, two years, five years, 10 years, whatever it is before the companies come to that conclusion of, you know what, this was a novelty at the beginning and people were coming just to watch a movie that was written entirely by AI. Now they're, you know, people are, are not connecting to the material because there's not any humanity behind it to connect to. And, you know, we've burned our bridges with, with the writing community, I don't know this where we're going is very strange, fascinating, frightening. And, you know, humans don't do a good job of self-regulating and humans don't do a good job of taking care of one another in, in a large setting when it comes to, you know, family units and friend units, 100%. Absolutely. Uh, you know, but that becomes very tribal very quickly. You're taking care of your, you know, your little tribe. Um, and so you don't really have time to care about the greater portion of society. But, you know, I actually do care about the writers in Hollywood and the writers, you know, writer, book writers and comic book writers. I think these people are vital. You know, they're essential fuel for a lot of people like me. And I would hate to see them go away. Now, do I think that they're sometimes a little bit entitled? Do I think that, you know, they're selfish? Yeah. But I think you get that in everything, right? So it's, it's, it's a very scary time and it's a very interesting time. And I, man, I can't predict how all this is going to play out, but I, I would hope that humans would circle the wagon and really, you know, for, for each other and, and really just, um, start to make wise decisions on how to regulate all this stuff. Because here's the other thing. I don't think AI writing, AI art, AI music, I don't think any of that stuff should go away, should be destroyed. None of it should be burned, you know, at the stake or anything like that. I think we need wisdom in how these tools are used and implemented. And that might be the biggest thing that is missing right now from all this is wisdom and self-control. I don't know how I got on this rant, but, <laughs> but thanks for being with me on this. So anyway, those are my thoughts on that. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for joining me uh, on this uh, quick little 2023 upcoming movie recap. I'm excited about a lot of things coming up this year. Uh, <clears throat> I'm excited to talk about them once I, I get moving closer with them. And uh, with that, I will leave you as I always do. 
Uh, well, one, I love you guys again. Thank you for, for listening. Thank you for sharing Two, eat your vegetables, take your vitamins, drink your water. I will talk to you next week. Take care. Bye.